uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay, major flavor. You're listening to You're 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 listening to Welcome back, listeners. Thank you for tuning in to the major flavor with me, Jazzy B, Naja, and Callie. Yes, sir. Happy New Year's. Happy New Year. Yes, Happy New Year. Indeed. How are we feeling about this new year, y'all, already? Good. Less cold. I feel that. I feel that. Um, I don't think I even have gotten a chance to really take it all in yet, but hopefully when I can get a solid off day. So what I wanted us to talk about was something I honestly didn't think about, or we 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 are like hit with this, but the way this creator on TikTok put it, um, her name is Nikki Valentine, and the topic was Black women. The fear of being perceived came from your mom. And it made me think, like, whoa. Like, it, it's something you really got to take a step back and think about because it's just like, dang, does this seem true? Or, you know, in my mind as well, I'm like, is this a Black community thing? Is this a lot about being a woman? Like, just the fear of being perceived. Um, so you guys have watched the TikTok. So mm-hmm. what were the first thoughts that came to mind um, once y'all watched? Um, she hit the nail on the head with just everything and the way she eloquently said everything. It really made me think and take a step back. It's just like in general with like mother-daughter relationships with myself, what I see from friends. It's, it, it really made me think. I've I have had this feeling a lot, and I really like how she touched upon, like you said, the mother daughter relationship, or even like a paternal figure, um, like a narcissistic type of person in your life that can, you know, feed into that that fear perception. I also think that it stems highly from insecurity. Mm-hmm. And I think that it made me realize, like, I think insecurities can be passed on to and can kind of shape how you perceive yourself, um, which is, like, I think a big part of how I felt seen and watching that video. So, like, what you said with it could come from, like, a narcissistic figure in someone's life or maybe just parental overall. Mm-hmm. So do y'all think that this... isn't just like a mom thing it's a parent thing Mm -hmm. absolutely I feel like and you know I'll I'll take it further and say like it's a I mean when you're you're being raised there's so much that goes into nature and nurture right Mm -hmm. um and when I was younger I feel like I had a lot bigger personality and I in many different ways my light was dimmed and I wasn't strong enough to like outshine that I just kind of like hid myself and I feel like I developed like severe anxiety because mm-hmm. any time that like I kind of shined or did well or whatever I was met with like a negative comment or it was like oh you think that you're better than or you think that you're the side and the third 
and it's it molds you it it can either make you or break you and um instead of like allowing up someone to grow and to be who they are you know you're projecting whatever you have whatever insecurities that you have onto that child is very um debilitating it's very stunting right um for me i think it's it's kind of crazy because it's almost like as i'm an adult the roles sort of reverse so i come from a single parent household so i only have the mother-daughter relationship but even in other parental figures from like grandparents and other family aunties and uncles for me as a child they were always the ones praising me but i think it was because i was an only child so in a sense overachievement in some aspects was like i'm supposed to do it so my assumption as a kid was everybody's doing in a sense what i'm doing so it's funny because kids would be the one or peers or whatever you want to call them would be the ones sort of putting the perception of like that too good or too this or too that so then i would shy away from just being over exuberant about the things that I do mm-hmm. and then now that I'm an adult I don't praise myself as much and then it's like it's like people tend to praise me more but it feels weird because as a child it was the complete opposite exactly yeah I agree with both of y'all because I, I felt similar things as well um I think it definitely stemmed for from like both you know being home and I also come from a single parent household so it's just like going from home into a family setting into a school setting and then you're I don't know I think I've had the best of both worlds when it comes to positive comments but yet negative comments and the comments the negative comments just like I mean a bunch of us until you really get to a level where you can handle it like the negative comment is what would affect me the most and probably still tell tell this day even though I always tell everyone be completely honest with me I can say criticism and that doesn't mean I have to like the criticism but I can take it I can eat it I can handle it and stuff but then eternally I think well can I really handle it and I think that does go back to that time period and then it's just like like you said Nigel like um I do I don't really give myself the credit that I stood or praise myself enough other people have given me that and stuff um the way I see it in my head that is a little bit different maybe I do fear being perceived but at the same time is it am I humble or never satisfied and I think when it comes to like career wise things I think I'm never satisfied it's like I always gotta all right if I hit this I gotta get to the next thing it's like thank you to everybody but like cool that's cool and all but I gotta get to the next thing and in my head that's why I'm thinking is it a fear of sitting in this sitting in the moment with whatever achievement it is at the time or am I really just never satisfied did no one ever praise you is that why is it like you're seeking some sort of validation and I mean, oh go ahead no I'm just is it like 
like you you're you're it sounds like you're never satisfied but is it because you're not hearing the words like i'm proud of you or is it just like an internal drive that keeps you motivated like i hear those words just like and thanks but nah i still am not where i want to be you know yeah so i think that's where i'm kind of like on both sides of the like i think i do fear being perceived too because one thing like that nazar does she always points out you're a filmmaker Mm -hmm. and like don't get me wrong that's cool and if she was to stand in front of a group of people, it'd be cool. But at the same time, it's just like, now I feel, I'll feel shy and awkward. Cause I'm just like, I don't want to talk about it though. But we could talk about everybody else, you know? But, okay. So I, my question is, if you're not satisfied, it's like, are you not doing enough for yourself? You know, probably, probably not in the ways that I should. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense a thousand percent. I mean, I'm always going to be on the outside looking in, so I'm always going to feel like I, I'm, I'm always admiring you, so I always feel like you're not giving yourself enough credit. But I'm in the same position of, like, I feel similar of, like, okay, there's so much that I haven't accomplished. There's so much that I want to achieve, whatever it may be. And I get so mad, but then I'm, like, I really sit and look back at what I'm doing in my life. I'm, like, I'm not... I'm not acting how I want to be. I'm not, so I'm not there. So it's almost like, I'm, I'm not talking about it anymore. I'm just doing it. Like every day I'm trying to make put forth effort to it. You know what I mean? Right. But I think that this, like this, this part of the conversation is a little different from like the, the main topic at hand. Because like, the reason why I asked you if it comes, it stems from the validation portion. I think a lot of what we didn't receive was either no validation or like like dimming light like nausea was was getting it from her peers and i agree i i I experienced that same thing too i would say there was a paternal figure who was kind of weird about things when i achieved them was Mm. supportive but weird and then but i would agree a lot of my peers made me feel shitty too my peers and my cousins my older cousins made me feel weird about things and um Mm. i still hear those voices sometimes in my head Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you guys do you guys still hear those like little voices of like friends or whomever whoever that person was dimming your light or making you feel like you needed to you know not be so loud or whatever it may be do you still hear those voices mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I think of the times more than I hear like the, the things that were said like if a situation comes up hypothetically let's say like in choosing a job or uh, applying for things, right? You know, I might look at something and be like, oh, I'm super qualified. I think I can, it's in the bag. But then I remember the time where, you know, I could get nothing. All I was getting was rejections. And I'm like, okay, I'm not even going to set myself up. Like, I'm going to just, I'm not even going to do it. So it's almost like a self-sabotage because of those incidences that I just remember of like, it might be in present time but things are a little different but Mm -hmm. I still think of the past and how this similar situation what the result was Mm -hmm. and it's so unfortunate because you you try to look at everything like a lesson like you like rejection may have been just because you weren't ready or it may Mm -hmm. have just been because someone else was more prepared than you were and it just wasn't your time but Mm -hmm. it still does something to your ego 
where we should just look at it as a lesson like okay that person just because that person has what i admire or what i want doesn't make me less than you know mm-hmm. that's something that i'm actually going through right now i have a friend who i'm very close with and we work together and she has like so many qualities that i admire like naturally mm-hmm. and it's like and then i hear all these like little things in my head about like who, what i am and what and, and who, what i bring to the table or what i what i provide and the biggest thing that i hear is just because someone else has light and it's bright one well, does not mean that I should dim mine. Does not mm-hmm. make my light any less worthy of being seen or being noticed. And two, it doesn't mean that they're like both of our lanes can't flourish. Because that was something mm. that I feel like I was doing. Mm-hmm. Like I was naturally dimming my light. I was naturally saying no to opportunities or chances or going out because I felt like that person was so much brighter than me. But that doesn't take away from me. That doesn't mean that I don't have value. Right. Yeah. And I feel the same way at one point in life. It's all about your perception of how you take things and people too. Mm-hmm. Because at one point as well, I was like, you know, these people are too whatever. Like yeah. anything. They're they're so overqualified. They're mm-hmm. they're they have great titles and positions. They're so beautiful. I'm this, I'm that, like sort of downplaying myself, mm-hmm. but uplifting them to make them yeah. feel better. And it's like, but for what? When the biggest perception is, like the biggest lesson I learned in a sense was like, these people are around you because they like you. Mm-hmm. So why are you not liking yourself? Exactly. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's it. That's it. It's like you not liking yourself is making it an uncomfortable situation. Because if you like yourself, who the fuck cares? Earlier, mm-hmm. said, someone said something so silly. And I was like, wow, you said that very confidently. He said, and? He said, you got to say things confidently. You have mm-hmm. to just say it. And that's something like I, so when I was younger, I had a very bad stutter. I still struggle with it to this day. There's words that I say that like, like I get like really excited when I talk and it just comes out in like a big, like, like jumble. You know what I mean? Like I notice it a lot more, especially when I'm like leading the podcast, I will get so nervous or whatever. And it just like comes out in like one like blob, like it doesn't make sense and I get so nervous to say things sometimes and when he said that I was like if the people around you are of any sort of like value or kind or whatever it may be they can be patient enough for me to get my words together and get them out and we can laugh about it and I can get my point across you know what I mean Mm. because I've had people in my life who you know have made fun of me for whatever it may be and I've had people in my life who just like we converse we have our conversations you know we do what we do and um i have to recognize that like just because i may have a little bit of a flaw does not make me any less like worthy does not mean that my voice does not need to be heard and that's something that like really hit me recently like just because that thing is there it doesn't it doesn't matter it doesn't matter like i'm still a value i still i deserve a seat at the table Perception is super crazy Mm -hmm. because I've heard people like, I don't know if you've ever done it, but I've in like the field I'm working in, always talking to people. There are some times where people will like announce their flaw before Mm -hmm. like interacting with with you. Mm -hmm. And that's crazy you say that because I think about that like why why be so worried about the possibility of what someone's going to say? 
if that's just naturally who you are, even if it's considered a flaw, nobody's perfect. So why come in, in a sense, with like, oh, by the way, you know, I, I have a list or I talk too mm-hmm. fast or I jumble up my words. Why not just be you, you know? And not saying you, but I'm just saying, like, no, I, I notice that oftentimes people will do that. Like, we always make sure to let people know before actually doing it. It's like, why? I think it's because at some point in your life, you were probably bullied about it. And it's like a coping mechanism to mm, kind of like... It's true. It's like a mm. way to protect yourself. Because it's like, at that point, right? If I've told you I have this thing or whatever it may be, and you want to sit here and talk shit about it, whatever it may be, then I, now you're a fucking asshole. You know what I mean? Because it might not mm. even really be a thing. Like, when I say, like, I've never said that to anybody that, like, I like stutter or I have like a way of like like sometimes my words get lost in my brain so by the time it comes out of my mouth it's incoherent right I never told anybody I've never told you guys that so I I work on it really hard and sometimes I will say it to people like I notice it like in very intimate settings like if I'm on a date or if I'm like talking to somebody that like if I'm talking to like a supervisor or whatever and like I think I'm in trouble like it'll happen and if I if I ever like say it beforehand, it's because I if I'm telling you that I have this thing and you might be making fun of me about it or look at me funny, or whatever. In my mind, it's like you're an asshole because I'm explaining to you like I'm being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's not like protecting yourself, but I agree with you with your with your first statement of like who the fuck cares? Like it's just naturally you. Like just be you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. And also with that, like, just that and also in our habits of sometimes of them our own light. What I realized, too, is teaching people how to treat you and stuff. So, mm. like, if people are, if that's the energy, like, for example, if I'm giving and then now a group of people or somebody is treating me a certain way and stuff, and it's like if I'm getting mad about it but not realizing it it's just like okay once I start the cycle of realizing that and taking back my power or whatever the case may be and stuff it's like folks are going to get mad when you really start to hold and stand your ground and everything it's like whatever you know of course if they get mad and stuff that's just what comes with self growth Mm -hmm. and everything Mm -hmm. well um but it definitely it definitely plays a part and then wait okay so do we all have a fear of being perceived mm-hmm. I do fear is a strong word more like I'm curious okay okay I'll go with that I think I also have a fear so with that and with it possibly coming from just our surroundings or growing up in just whatever we were taught, heard, seen, et cetera, from our parents, right? Body image, right? Like body image just as a black woman in a black community, right? Do you think, how, how do I word the question? When you, in regards to body image and like perception, I think, especially in our communities, we have a very hard time 
growing in ourselves right the moment you develop in as a woman someone has something to say someone's telling you to cover up mm-hmm. someone's telling you oh you gotta watch your weight you're gaining too much you know especially like i feel and i personally in like black and brown and spanish or whatever it may be a big thing was like when you start developing oh make sure she don't get too fast or you better cover up because so-and-so's around or whatever. Mm. And that was a big thing for me because I remember the first time that a man in my family kind of pointed out something about my development. Mm. So like unwarranted and like it wasn't even something that I had noticed about myself. Right. Mm -hmm. And and I think, so I don't know if that's where your question was going, but yes, I do feel like as a woman that like as even as a young girl, it's made, it's pointed out, it's made obvious, it's made known, and it's really confusing because it's like, my body's just naturally doing what it needs to do. I can't control how it, where it's going with it, you know? And um, it does affect you. Absolutely, that's exactly where I was going with that question. Um, because I do feel like as a community in general, this is where we all struggle because we'll be doing the right thing and doing the absolutely wrong thing to others and then vice versa. And I think just like having a fear of being perceived in that way as well, it's just like being younger, my family members always, this is why I'm very self-conscious now, it's kind of just like, it always goes back to that because it's just like, it has always been weight and it's always been pointed out and then it's just like okay 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 i get it but it's just mm-hmm. like then when i'm a teenager and now you're you have aunts you have uh other people saying oh well you know like men like big thighs when i'm like as a teenager how am i supposed to like i don't even think i'm properly in understanding like the, the clash of both does that make sense yeah in regards to like sexuality in regards to your femininity in regards to you know your hormones doing whatever they do it's very hard it's naturally it's very hard on anybody going through puberty but then when you're as a woman and like that whole like fast thing i really hate like Mm -hmm. you're having to cover up in ways where you're like just in your home i get it it's out of protection and safety and like in uh, like you know just trauma that a lot of our families experience and I know mine came from a lot of trauma that my family members experienced however I didn't experience that trauma so it's almost like my body is a burden on me but I I didn't do anything I'm just I'm just you know growing up and then you get you know gotta gain weight because you know women like you were saying men are attracted to women with weight but it's like First of all, I'm still a child, so why is a man even looking at me? But then it's also you can't gain too much weight, so you can't don't don't do that. It's like okay, but y'all are feeding me, so it's like where where are we going with this? <laughs> <laughs> um, and and I don't want to say like that that came a little bit later in my period. Like no one was looking at me like a child, but like later on mm-hmm. in my development, you know, it's kind of like like because you you have questions too. Like I remember like. You know, like my boobs were getting bigger, my thighs were getting bigger, and I was like, I don't know, like what's happening. And you know, it's like it's okay, like you're becoming a woman, it's attractive. That's kind of how it went. It's like, but what am I trying to attract? <laughs> <laughs> you know, for a little bit, it's like, wait, what's happening? So, and I think also we 
in our communities a lot of times girls develop a little bit faster than other communities and a little bit bigger you know so and we're a little bit more shapely so it's a lot it's so it's very um it's intimidating our our own bodies can be intimidating to ourselves oh that's a good one you ate that (laughs) (laughs) that's true that's true I guess my question there is just like looking at comments then versus now or whatever if someone is giving you like flirtatious type vibes or whatever like that whether or not like say we're in like some kind of party outfits and we're receiving flirtatious type um approaches attention whatever is it not based off perception or whatever is that does it make y'all feel uncomfortable or you can more so just like handle it the best way I think it used to because of perception as a child because I've always been quote unquote the tallest the biggest an actual weight and size like you know how in school and like elementary and middle you would line up and stuff like that I knew for a fact I was always in the back because I'm always just the tallest the the I always just stood out like figure wise um so getting into um growing up into puberty and stuff with my mom as far as clothing it was always like cover up make sure like pants are too tight because I'm more bottom heavy than top um pull things up but not don't show too much curves even though these curves are coming at at naturally Mm -hmm. um cover up your back don't show this do that so then when I finally got into the scenery of me being 18 19 20 21 you know hanging out with girls who are wearing bodycon stuff and you know, I'm I'm more of just leggings was the most sexy that it could be for me. But then to be with girls who like wearing the, the shortest of skirts and like cuff of asses out, it made me uncomfortable when I tried to do it. And it when I tried to like sort of get into that sex appeal at one point when like my early 20s, because it was more so like I've never done this before. And this feels very weird to me. But then when I started to find what works for me and what I'm comfortable with that's still sexy, then it turned into, okay, you can have a little dress with your ass out, but I'm going to have the bodycon with the high waist and you can't tell me nothing. It's just more so what made me feel good, but I still was able to sort of sort of walk into that sexy side that no one ever taught me because body-wise, everyone just always told me to cover up. Mm-hmm. that's too real that's too real and I feel like finding your sexuality is really hard especially because I had a very similar experience like I was always the biggest the tallest or whatever it may be in my whole life like I had like I have pictures of being like in kindergarten and I was taller than everybody like and it always did something to my perception of self like I know I have a little bit of like whatever and Getting into sexuality, like, 
or being attractive or dressing a certain way especially from a family that's like a little bit more conservative is really hard because like I wanted to show a little cleavage whatever it may be and I was shamed for it so now when I try to I still feel shame but it's like it's my fucking body you know especially your sexuality is a part of who you are and if it comes through in your clothing because not everybody expresses their sexuality through the way that they dress but coming through in your clothing is actually very difficult for me because I feel a lot of shame even if it's just like a mini skirt like I have a couple mini skirts and I can't wear them because the like the thought of leaving the house with it on is it does something to my brain Callie you better wear them mini skirts <laughs> working on it I'm working on it and sometimes you do a little little blue cheek just don't say anything to my parents <laughs> word okay i definitely feel what both of y'all are saying now i'm pretty short and that's just that but i've always struggled with um just clothing and like just showing my body in general i used to struggle with it big time i don't know at what exact age it occurred but i remember around the time where my mom said, okay, it's time to start buying training bras. I don't know why, but I dreaded it. I dreaded the process. I dreaded going to JCPenney's to get measured, all that and all that. So when I became one of these bra expert people at Soma and the little girls came in for the exact same thing, I understood completely the awkwardness behind it and why they felt a certain way. But also I remember when, um, it came to it was one vivid moment that i remember and i had to go buy cargo shorts now um for whatever reason my mom's in the boys section and buying cargo shorts i guess because to her it didn't matter like cargo shorts are cargo shorts and i guess to her like boys men's whatever must have felt better than women's cargo shorts or whatever so she had got me a pair and what I didn't like at the time was it said husky. I've always been a chubby child. And oh my that, god. The husky thing got me. And I Sharona. Think, I'm telling you. It had got me, I think, for the rest of my days. Like as a youth into being a teenager into now. And then it's just like I've always been like a tomboy. Like I have tons of baby pictures and kid pictures where I'm in girly stuff, but I think at heart on the surface just being my complete self I've always been a tomboy so I've always struggled with that too because it's just like because I like to dress comfortable and I like to I like streetwear I like to be myself you know I've struggled and people have always thought I was gay till this day people think I'm gay so when it comes to the attention thing just in general um like if a man is being flirtatious towards me in person i'm not used to that like till this day i don't really people like if i tell guys this they think i'm lying but that ass like i do not get hit on them public probably for one or two reasons like well one i don't really intentionally go on public like that unless i have to like stores and stuff like that's what store pickup is for and that's what i re- that's what i usually do or whatever the case may be or i'm always at work but on the flip of that it's kind of just like well I purposely do put on resting bitch face because I really don't want nobody chatting with me and stuff. And then thirdly, it's just 
I dress how I want. I dress comfortable, but people might look at me. I have dreadlocks. I have on Jordans or Nikes that usually niggas would wear, and they would probably perceive me a certain way. But it's just like, well, maybe I'm thinking too much into it. Because other people have told me, like, well, I don't think you're a tomboys. And I'm like, well, all right. But I've always felt like that's what it was. And so I've always struggled with that to tell today. And I used to be really weird about it as a child. Like, I don't know why, but I didn't want to show my shoulders. Like, I used to wear skirts, but like Hallie said, I couldn't wear like a certain length of skirt. It just like I've struggled with just showing any part of my body and I don't know why but it was when I got in high school and started working out and playing sports I felt a little bit better but what really made me feel better was just blatantly honestly getting tattoos and I felt like that's what made me the most comfortable of now I don't care like I'll have my arms out I'll wear short shorts it doesn't matter because tattoos aren't meant to be hidden they're meant to be seen mm-hmm. and so I think that's what really did it for me to like lock it in like okay I'm cool with this yes I still have tons of work to do but like I think that's what it yeah I remember a while back uh, you and I had a similar conversation and I told you like I think a big part of like today is like we have like an idea of like what femininity and then what it all looks like but I think that a big part of that is confidence and defining what your femininity looks like just just because you have like a tomboyish aesthetics or whatever it may be that doesn't make you any less of a woman or doesn't make you any less than like you know like like beautiful because I think of like there's a lot of artists who did that for us like one of my Aaliyah is like one of my favorite aesthetics and it, she was so known for having streetwear and wearing masculine clothes right mm-hmm. and I feel like and it didn't take away from who she was and like how sexy she was and her appeal so like when men approach you I would never ever tell them ever again that you don't get approached because you do get approached and you you are very attractive so it's like just because it didn't happen at a certain time frame because I, I experienced that like that was a big part of like my issue when I was younger is like boys never attracted were attracted to me I was always just the friend I was never like the one that they wanted so mm-hmm. it, it did something to me it's like am I not pretty enough am I not this or that whatever that may be but it is it's not it's just that they they didn't they weren't seeing the value in you but that's fine that didn't take away from who you were you know what I mean Ooh, that was good it, right and mostly like I only told like certain people that because they they would hit you with the comment and be like oh I bet I bet a lot of niggas like oh I bet you get hit on all the time and I'm like not really I wouldn't even say that anymore not say anything ever like, like let's, never let's be that. real because a big part of that is they're they're fishing it's like like you feel like yeah that never happens to me it's like okay you're oh she, she probably has to get she, she, um, if, this, if this is a big deal me complimenting her then you know like she's not used to being this and like it's like you know what I mean they don't have to work as hard yeah. so it's like I would that's a, that's another way of dimming your light do you know what I mean that's another way of like making yourself smaller for, for what though like there is no reason and I think that's a big thing for all of us just like there's no point to make myself 
feel small. There's no point, there's no world, there's no realm in which I have to dim for anybody else. Absolutely. I'm learning that now, but it's crazy. It took almost 27 years of living because like, kind of like what you said, Jasmine, as the example of how you got tattoos. Mm-hmm. One of my biggest thing in being per- perceived is like my tallness. Because again, I've always been the tall one. It's like I've always been at the back of the line. I've always, when I was younger, I definitely was the tallest and you could tell. So people always thought I was older. Mm-hmm. It was always like little comments and stuff. You know, how's the weather up there? All that stuff. <laughs> so then when I come into this femininity and you know, certain certain accessories hairstyles everything you know matches up with outfits so then it's like certain outfits to me need heels and i'm like but i'm already tall like what do i need to be taller for and then it's like i for a long time i wean away from it and i'm just like no like i'll just wear flats i'll just wear sandals and aesthetically it's not pleasing but it made me feel comfortable because of the perception of me always being the tallest in the group but now I just I stomp if you see me I'm the giraffe and I love it come up to my level that's the confidence that I grew within myself but at a certain point in time I definitely was like no like I would never it would be like just it would be like my body would just stop moving like just the thought of it all because of childhood perceptions do you think that you're out of that though? Like, do you think, do you feel comfortable and confident in yourself when you are wearing the flats or the sandals or whatever it may be? It comes and goes. It's definitely not like I'll show it, but it's it's more so leaning towards the yes that I'm fully like okay. But there are moments where I'm like, eh, I don't know about this one. Yeah. I get it. But I also think for me, like the only way, honestly, that I've learned to break out a lot of these perceptions is just simply doing what I want to do mm-hmm. and simply like breaking away from the thought of the perception. Because at the end all be all, like at this point, how I personally feel is we're all adults. We got a lot of stuff going on. I understand now why, why parents used to always be like they don't have time because I don't have time I don't have time to be worried about the next person I don't have time to be worried about what you got going on we all are on this dying rock trying to figure it out so why not live the best life that I possibly can with what I want to do what fulfills me in life we all are going to pay bills and die so why not do things in between that will make me gain joy whether it be heels something sexy uh something vibrant it doesn't matter because what matters is is it important to me mm-hmm. straight like that and i want that on record i want to hear that over and over in my head i'm weak but it's the truth no but that's but that's it's 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 really just that it's really just like who fucking cares you know because that's such a big thing it's like when you're you're whatever it is that's stopping you from doing what you're doing it usually has to do with like being embarrassed or not wanting to fail it's like so fuck what if you fail like at least you try so fuck what if you're embarrassed at least like make a joke out of it laugh at yourself you know i felt that to add to that point i was randomly thinking the other day i have no clue why i was thinking this um but 
I was like, you know, when you reflect back on just being younger, experiencing like different ordeals with like men, for example, or whatever. And I really had to sit back and think like, and this adds to the point about just not caring. It's just like, you know, when we're younger, before we actually learn a lot of stuff, like do a lot of stuff for validation for the image and stuff especially like when it comes to entertaining men and I had to think like you know like sometimes if we're really head over heels for someone and they don't feel the same way I'm, I had to think I'm like if a person were to die tomorrow some people would not bat an eye others would be said mm-hmm. but would not bat an eye and when I thought about that I was just like it just again it adds to the reason of I'm gonna do whatever I gotta do in this lifetime how how whoever handles what in their life is how they handle it like you said Najee we don't have time we can't spend time overthinking about what a person got going on what they should be doing that like even we care to our we care for our friends in the best way possible but at the end of the day it's up to our friend whoever they may be to make the best decision for them and stuff we can only spend this an extent we can't overexert because a lot of the times sometimes people don't get that same energy back so where should all that energy go right into you yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and i just yeah i don't know what made me think of that the other day but i was just thinking yeah um straight like that mm-hmm. i agree recently two people had said to me wow like you're really like kind with your words like you're really um this one girl said to me oh like you always have a nice word to say about somebody then today I was on the phone with my mom. I was like, Mom, like, you're just so beautiful. I love you. I love you. Whatever. And my friend's like, wow, like, your love language is definitely words of affirmation. And you know what? <laughs> I don't talk like that to myself. I don't ever look at myself wow. and, like, hype myself up or whatever. And I was like, I got to do this for myself. I have to start hyping myself up. It's like, I'm giving it so freely to everybody else. But when it comes to myself, it comes at a cost. And the cost is my success. The cost is my happiness. The cost is like me developing like actual healthy relationships with anything in my life. So it's like, why do I do that to myself? Why do I punish myself? I only have myself. And honestly, no one dogs you out and hates on you like you do. You know, like no one has the power Mm -hmm. to do it like you do. But also no one has the power to hype yourself like you do and be your like your biggest supporter like you do. Absolutely. I love that. Goddamn right. That's so correct. Remember, Callie, we talked about like how this was months ago. I actually do not remember the exact month we talked about this, but we were supposed to start talking to ourselves positively in the mirror. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 doing that exact exercise to start talking, um, to start the habit of talking kindly to ourselves in our face and when we're out of because if you develop the habit when you're looking at yourself in the mirror it's going to translate into when you're not looking in the mirror as well and stuff mm-hmm. yeah and 
start to treat yourself better, that's when people start to follow suit. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it's also, that's when you start to expect better, right? You know, there was that study that they did with plants where it was like when a, a plant owner was like nurturing their plant, one, one plant you talk poorly to, the other plant you talk uh, kind words to. And the one that grew and flourished was the one that you spoke kind words to. So you got to think about that to mm-hmm. yourself. That's a plant, right? Now, I don't know what the thoughts of a plant are, but for me, myself, and I, my, my thoughts are going a mile a minute. And the 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 moment that I hear like positive affirmations or like um what's that like when I get like validation from the outside it does something mm-hmm. and that should mean like I I need validation but maybe I need to get that from myself maybe it's like mm-hmm. that's what I'm lacking and that's why I feel so malnourished is because I'm not validating myself I'm not giving myself a a just it's not even like um like a what's that called like um a, a tap on the shoulder what's that like what people that phrase is a tap on the shoulder like when you're just like when you say like a good job like, oh like good job to somebody whatever a pat on the back pat thank you a pat on the back like a simple pat on the back just to be like get up and do whatever it is that you need to do and like you did it and it might not be perfect it might not be exactly what you imagined but at least acknowledging that you did that thing and you're on to the next thing is really important. No, you're absolutely right, Callie. So um, just to gear towards the end of our convo and everything, like, you know how as adults, we know that, or some of us know that, you know, the trauma you deal with as a child, as a teenager, you're responsible for handling it and getting over that mountain as an adult so i would say the fear of being perception does it have more to do now with our outside world or do you think it still has a little bit to do with um parental figures like i guess that depends on how much you're around them or talk to them as well but just being an adult like is it more, yeah, of an outside factor or still a home factor? I feel it's a combination. I feel like us in this, in these years of trying to establish life, I think what our environment was and what we've been through as children are filling over into us creating our own adult lives and I think when situations finally come up as as an adult I kind of think depending on what it is maybe your inner child is the one that is reacting to something versus you as an adult Mm. absolutely Mm -hmm. I like that same same but I think that go ahead. I was just gonna say, like the biggest example I could think of is work. And I remember the lady said something in the TikTok that was like, you know, sometimes you don't wanna be too whatever, whatever, have too many degrees, talk too proper, um, have too many accolades. And I think the biggest thing with 
almost everyone honestly could be the perception of how you are at work there are some people who depending on the job might have the best and the greatest ideas ever but because of the perception of being of of where you are you don't want the people in your environment to think you're too much of a workaholic or too you know for the company I guess it's always you don't want somebody to think of you as something where you are now just dimming your light and your ideas when you are meant to be in that platform mm-hmm. 100% 100% I this, this is not going to answer the question but I but Naja brought it back to that video another mm. thing that I felt and I don't know if you guys can relate to I think a big part of dimming my light now, actually, especially is I'm at a lot of crossroads in my life and like the decision making and a fear that I have is I feel like I'm leaving people behind and not like friends because like, you know, friends are going to come and go and like if people don't want to go, that's fine. But I actually feel like I'm leaving family members behind. And that is a decision that's kind of scary to me because it it kind of hurts to think about it that way. Mm-hmm. But uh, a, a question that I ask myself is like, are you going to hold yourself back forever just because this person can't get it together? And what does that leave you? You're not going to be successful because you want to stay there with that person. You want to be in, in misery with that person. So it's like, it's either I choose my happiness or I choose misery and comfort and being with that person or those people. And that I think was like the perception. I just, a a feeling like I'm leaving people behind or feeling like I'm, I'm not taking care of them or not taking them with me because I can't. But I, I think, I agree with everything you just said, but I also think that a lot of people are in the, I forgot what you said, but something about miserable, like mm-hmm. miserable and comfortable. A lot of people are like that and they're completely okay with it. And I think mm-hmm. there are rare people, honestly like us three, that actually go after what you want and can actually obtain it and I think maybe mentally we might think of people but again like you said why are we holding us back for the comfort of someone else Mm -hmm. because if that someone else wanted to they would they just choose not to a thousand percent and if that person also loved and cared about you they'd motivate you absolutely very true you know it's so complicated relationship with relationships with self is so complicated but relationships with other can be so messy too you know right right and so what you said about um like the crossroads Callie and how you um think about like if you're leaving family behind it reminded me of another tiktok that has saw it's actually under the creator video who we're talking about it was searched under her video and it was interesting and i clicked on it because it said decenter your mom and i said woof so i clicked on it Mm. and i looked at creator's video who made that and 
trust me, that would be a whole nother topic that would get too lengthy with this one. But I looked at it and for what she said made sense, but it's kind of just like, are we like, do some of us, I had thought, I'm like, do some of us still just stay very close to home or feel the same way in that exact same way when do we need to decenter them to like really just branch out i don't know what the answer is um of course that's depending on who and what you know for whatever reasons but that's just what it made me think of and mm-hmm. I, but really the topic was decenter your mom and the girl was like if y'all can't even be de- she was like y'all cannot decenter men or whatever or a lot of girls can't decenter men she was relating it to the reason where a lot of women do not decenter their mother and stuff and it, it really actually made sense for what she said i'll send it to y'all um after but it, it just made sense what she said and everything but instead of just saying mom i say family because we all are in very different boats and circumstances across the board and i think it plays into the perception thing as well yeah i i agree i agree but i also feel like a big part of this conversation has motivated me to feel like what the fuck like this is my life to live no in reality i'm sure everybody everybody that came from before us had their like their own qualms and quarrels of like whatever how they feel about perception but they still did at the end of the day what they wanted to do a lot of my decisions and my growth is stunted because i'm constantly trying to figure out what i can do and if it will please others and it's like fuck that no one is making decisions and thinking about me there's nobody that's doing that so it's like i need to just think about me and prioritize me you know and i think that's a big part of it it's like you're constantly worried about others and like how Naja said earlier it's like you live you pay bills and you die so it's like why no one else is paying into those factors of my life so why is it I'm trying to like mind everybody else's feelings when I should just be minding my own and the plans for that too for the people that do you know go upon themselves or take upon themselves to want to like be too much in a person's life or control every little thing or do this and that nothing will stunt your growth more than something like that like mm-hmm. a person wants to do that um everybody's an individual for a reason like it cannot happen like it happens but it stunts growth or at least that's what i think so mm-hmm. like we all have to find our identity some type of way and unfortunately it's already way too many followers in this world and we're one i like things just like patterns evolve within folks and trends evolves and stuff just is evolutionary and it's not always in a good way yeah like yeah. i think we could all agree social media plays a very humongous part in how we all like it, unless you can get to the level where well Callie's not on social media so but unless like the rest of us that are who can get to that level where it doesn't like directly affect you and stuff like it's just a big old 
cyberspace filled mostly with followers and haters. Well, the comment section. The comment section is so... It's so... Uh, it has such a big part in how we move and how we act, how we do things. And it's not real. It's like, you gotta get rid of the comment section inside of your brain. Because, like, the negative... Mm-hmm. The negative comment section inside your brain. You know, when you want to put that thing on, you want to try for attempt for that job, or you want to, whatever it may be, or attempt something new, or try something new. And that comment section in your brain is just going off and like, ah, what is she trying to do? Who does she think she is? How can she do it? Because that was gonna be my next question. Do you guys think that a lot of the perception is just internal? Like, it's just like, I don't want people to laugh at me. I don't want people to have their comments. Um, because that comment section inside your head is very real, but it, it's it's not. Like, it's real because you feel it, but it's not doing anything other than hurting you. I think, for me, it's both. Uh, first, I want to say, Cal, you really need to get that on a t-shirt and, like, get those ones made and sell it. The comment <laughs> in the brain, that one, that one went hard. Like, get on the shirt. But... Uh, for me it's both because it's just like I feel like I'm at an age where I I just feel like that inner child in me with certain things that I think about I just feel like I should have already been over that but that's just the work that I need to do and that's just like again I always recommend everybody just go to therapy that's just something that has to be handled I felt like too with therapy and stuff but I still think back when certain family members have never said, you know, I was pretty. And then so now, even still today, I'm like, am I pretty? But it's like, why yeah. am I back off of, thank you. But it's just like, why am I basing it back off of, like, that? But it's just like, okay, you still got to go around them. And then so the dynamic is just still exactly the same. And it's just like, this is from family. Now, it's just like if a stranger was to say it, I frankly probably wouldn't give a shit, right? Why does that still bother me? And then it's just like, when it comes to my own mom, my mom never viewed herself as pretty. My mom, it's like, my mom gets a lot of attention from men, but I'm, that's not the sole reason why she's pretty. She just never viewed herself that way. But the dynamic between, um, everybody else everybody just she she didn't have that validation or she didn't her perception of it wasn't great when she was younger so she grew up all the way even till now just thinking I'm not pretty you know so or she let somebody's comment get to her one time where she was like somebody when she was like a little girl called her funny looking and it always stuck with her and Mm -hmm. I'm the same exact way it's just like if I never heard certain family members say it it's just like well why don't I believe it about myself then and I have no clue why but no but see that was what I was trying to say earlier I feel like those things can be passed down to you insecurity can be passed down to you and I think that's something like my mom had said to me recently I'm sick of trying to no she didn't say it like this but she, in a kind of way she kind of said she was like sick of me not getting how beautiful I was she's like you I don't get why you're so insecure because my mom had to fight for her security my mom was never told that she was beautiful my mom grew up you know feeling whatever she may have felt and then she had to find her beauty and she grew into it and she's a very beautiful person and she's like but you she's like all your life you've been told you're beautiful 
and you don't feel it you don't see it you struggle with it she's like you gotta make it happen as you gotta figure out what it is that you that you you need and do it and I think a lot of times like I wonder sometimes if like my mom's insecurity or whatever it may have been or whoever's insecurity may have been passed down onto me and I never really like grew into like my beauty because my mom fought for hers and she got it and I never fought for mine and I struggled with it right so I wonder if what your mom felt and maybe she wasn't capable of showing you how to fight for it maybe she wasn't capable of showing you what you needed to feel beautiful and that's okay but you gotta find that like you have to get it and it's like all the comments that were said to you as a child because I had comments that were made to me too it's like but where are those people now Hello. Some of those people are dead. And it's like, so it's like, you're dead. Like yeah. your opinion really doesn't matter. It never mattered. That that's true. That's true. And my mom doesn't have a problem showing it towards me. It's more so my dad. But like there's other family members in there too. But you're right. Like, it's just I gotta find it. And it's just like, how do I find it? But it just starts with looking in the mirror, just practicing those healthy routines and stuff like that you know also but it's also just doing it you know what I mean like we've spent enough time and a lot of times when I'm talking to you I'm talking to myself because I struggle with it severely and I think it's like it's about time just doing it just being it it's it's and it's every day just being that even on your worst days just being that but if you don't feel it for whatever reason localize why you don't feel it if it's your weight okay change it if it's if it's whatever it may be change it because we're we're, we're in a time where if you wanted to get something done you can get it done if you wanted to go to a doctor and sit down with them and say you know i need help, need help in this area you can get it done so it's about if you That's want true. if you want to feel better about yourself at this point in time you have youtube you have money you have time make it happen because you're wasting time we're wasting time living in our insecurities we're wasting time and living in whatever people feel by our perception we're wasting time absolutely 100 percent. i have a question for y'all i just thought about it Mm -hmm. um in some way, both of you all have had, you know, father, father, father figures in the household or just around you growing up. So based on the relationships between the mother and the father that you had, who do you think instilled the fear of perception in you more, your mother or your father's? Hmm. I th- my dad's definitely affected me more it did I would agree I would agree I would would agree because I feel like if I just had my mom I would have had I wouldn't it wouldn't be as strong but it would still be there I think my dad uh so my dad never made me feel bad but he used to make my mom feel bad and it, I think that did something to me because I've always felt like mm. child I always felt very connected to my mom like I always felt like I was a part of her so when he would hurt her or do things to her or try to make her feel bad mm. it made me feel bad because I always felt like if you see her you see me you know mm. like she would always say like we were a package deal 
And I feel like when my father would just do his like his shit or say his nasty shit, it was like deep me that way. And then this is a man who's supposed to be like the first man in my life mm-hmm. and the first man who shows me love. And this is how he's treating the woman that I love and I see myself in. You know, so that's why I feel like sometimes if he wasn't necessarily in the picture, um, I wonder if I would have been so insecure when I was younger. Ooh, I see. I see. Because my dad with me, he was very, he tried to be sensitive with me, like he and I in our relationship, but he didn't, He like kind words didn't come easily from him. Ooh, I see. Yeah, like very very similar like like I grew up I was I lived in my mom's household but when I was around my dad it's just like yeah I think that's why I struggle because he says stuff a certain way and then there's some things he doesn't say at all and that and I think that's where I struggle and it goes back to just like it it, the whole spill where your dad is supposed to be your first love and stuff like that and it's just like the times where I didn't believe it is the reasons why as an adult I started to realize why that all made sense and again at 27 I'm like why do I still struggle with that Mm. it's just like well I talk to my dad every single day so just about so it's just like not much has changed Mm. you still feel that way and my sister feels that way. Mm. Wow. Honestly, fuck them. <laughs> no, I feel like you don't want a fucking job. Like, you you actively brought people into this world. All you have to do is just tell them you love them, tell them they're pretty, and uh, pat their back. You know what I mean? Like, mm. and pat their back. Is it pat their back? What is that fucking saying? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> You're just on a roll. (laughs) It's straight like that. It's it's very much to all the negative memories, to all the negative times, to all the unkind words that they had to say, to the times that they didn't show up, to the times where they, you know, were just assholes. Fuck you. Like, it really is fuck you. It's heavy on it because. You had just one job, and your one job was to love. It didn't have to be perfect. It didn't have to be monetary. It didn't have to be anything other than you just had to love me, and you did it, and you messed up. And even now, when you can't simply just give love, it's really, it's really fuck you. I didn't have to be here. That's true. I did not ask. And and with that being said, I still love you. Like I, I, I still love my father. I love him so much. Mm-hmm. But still, you know what it is. <laughs> I don't have to say it again. <laughs> it was a good conversation, wasn't it? Was. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. This has been another episode of The Major Flavor. Keep tuning in. Keep listening to old episodes that you missed. And catch us on the daily. Peace. Bye. Bye.